What's up, guys? This is Free Wine and Eleven Bread. I'm David Overstreet. I'm not your host, but I'm doing the intro, so I guess that makes me your host. That's an interesting change of events. Yeah. yeah. This is. Uh, oh wait, I didn't introduce you guys. Yeah. It's not just me. It'd be so it's Dalton Locke. Hey guys. And Whitney Williamson. Hey. Well, hey. Well, we don't need to say last names. They know our last names. They by know now. our last names. Plus, my last name What's... makes me sound like a robot. What's your last name? Overstreet. Overstreet. It sounds like if it's always made me feel like I'm in a box, just like a really square box. You having, know. I'm having a hard time picturing that. I don't know. It just it sounds so. It does. It's not cool. It's just very straightforward. Sorry, Dad. But, Unlike my last name, yeah. Lock. It's very manly, very sudden, articulate. Ladies, yeah. somebody lock him down. <laughs> mm, there it is. Uh, okay. <laughs> Whitney Michaela. That feel- is not how you say my middle name. <laughs> Mikaela. Mikaela. Praise God. Thank you for good friends. Thank Mikayla. you, Dolphin. Yeah. Well, I knew it. I just wanted to mess with you. Mm. Will I Amson. Oh, no. Will I am. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I'm a bee. I need you right now. I'm a bee. I'm a we wee. I'm a wee. I'm a wee. Mutey. All right, guys. So as uh, I kind of wanted to start um, this episode off with a little segment I'm trying, talking about Facebook memories. Facebook memories. Oh. So, on, on this day, I'll turn my phone off. I've got to turn it back on. So we're we're gonna start a little segment on the show where we we just kind of look on our Facebook memories and we kind of laugh about things we did years ago. And um, I currently am looking over my memories, and I'm trying to find the most embarrassing one because I don't want to like, you know. What am I trying to say? I don't want to disappoint you guys. Yeah, you gotta find something. With gotta meat find something. On it. Some like, <laughs> some meat. Can't yeah. just be skin and bones. Gotta right. Have some meat. Right. It's so annoying when you go like to get chicken wings, and you get like the smallest wing that they had in the bag. Yeah. Like there's no meat on it whatsoever. Nothing. That's so yeah. annoying. Yeah. It is very annoying. Can't stand it. So obviously I'm hungry right now. Yeah, you're always hungry. True. Explain you're not. I posted something but. about cow chasing before breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was. That's almost did as you good catch as riding them? goats. That was uh, 10 years ago. Is I apparently posted best weekend of my life. Sore, but it was so much fun. New hobby, cow chasing before breakfast. Really get your glutes working. Cow, what is involved in that? I think me and my friends, like, we're from the country. Real country, like Piggly Wiggly country. And so I think for fun, we, like went try to go like cow tipping or something one huh. night nice i don't even remember that but this memory came up memories and then my next quote that was really powerful that was three years ago more recent you're gonna be happy said life but first i'll make you strong wow that is like that is so good but that is so different from the first one and from it's chasing so cows funny. It's very that was the way it was the other the last time we did this too it was like something like can't wait to go to this party after school. And then it was like this like really empowering quote. And I'm like, Whitney. I've changed <laughs> over the years. I, yeah, I've invested my time elsewhere. Yeah. Okay, I've got a couple good, good ones for you. Go for it, Dalton. Okay, so 10 years ago today, mm-hmm. I posted, years turned my phone, F-O-N-E, on this morning, got like 40 new messages, limb face, which is a lowercase d and a colon. Oh, I Bus comes face. in 30, as if anybody cares. What? In 30? Bus comes in 30. <laughs> I was just Twitter update on Facebook. <laughs> Nine years ago, I said, I will never forget the day I found Childress asleep in his room. 
so I know who Childress is. He was the freshman seminar teacher I had, but I definitely forgot that day because I have no idea what I'm talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So it was literally in the span of one year. It was just... How old were you then? Uh, Ten years ago? Nine years younger than I am now. I don't know how old you are. I just know you're (laughs) in your 20s. Eric, come here. Do some math for us. I was 14. Eric is our roommate that loves math so that's why i said eric eric you asleep man eric you asleep man <laughs> so mine is really simple straightforward it just says this is in 2011 so this was nine years ago it just says triceps for 60 seconds are rough <laughs> what that means i'm guessing it was a workout or maybe i'm just saying studying a muscle maybe i was like i was in anatomy or something yeah and studying the tricep, I have no idea. Either way, you've come a long way because I feel like you can work your triceps longer than sixty seconds. Yeah, that, <laughs> <laughs> that's the goal, right? I want to get to sixty-three seconds. Sixty-three seconds. Yeah. Well, yeah, I just wanted to share that with you guys. Thought it was a little fun way to start the show, but um, today we want to um, we want to talk about habits. Whoop, whoop. Um, good habits, hang bad on. habits. Hang on, I have I have another memory. I'm sorry. I'm, I want to share it. Go ahead. So this was three years ago. It says, this is my family. It's little and it's broken, but it's still good. Yeah, still good. <laughs> Can you guess the movie quote? Um, I can't at the top of my head. It what sounds familiar. What about you, Wit? The sad story of Dalton Locke. <laughs> I'm kidding. No. Okay. Um, still writing that one. So I'll, I'll say it in the voice that it said in the movie. This is my family. Stitch! Lilo! Stitch! <laughs> wow. She's on it. It's little and it's broken, but it's still good. Yeah. Still good. <laughs> and then I immediately go to, Boo! Boo! He's unconscious, <laughs> but he's alive! One time, literally, most of our night consisted of David looking up. Stitch getting saved out of the water by Nani's boyfriend or whatever. Yeah. And when he comes up out of the water, he makes a sound like, Bleh. Yeah. And David literally played that on loop for a good 30 to 40 yeah. minutes. I thought I was going to die. 30 to 40 minutes? <laughs> Maybe it wasn't that long, but it, it felt like I I'm spent... I'm pretty sure it did go for that Well, long. I mean, I know we played it back a few times, but then we kept making the sound for about 30 and 40 minutes. But Bleh. the thing is, is he Bleh. laughed harder each time, and I was, like, already bored after the third yeah. time. Yeah, that's, that's what yeah. I do. That's, that's usually how it goes. That's a problem I have, actually. Like, when I watch... Oh, a bad habit. A bad habit, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was watching this YouTube video with this guy. He swallowed a microphone, and I thought that that was the funniest thing I had ever seen. And... It was an accident. Like, this dude was playing piano. <laughs> He's, he was playing piano, and there was, like, people dancing around him. And he was like, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Um, and this old lady ran into the microphone stand, and it jammed the mic <laughs> in his throat. <laughs> what was the other one that was, like, similar to that? The Reporter Goes Ghetto. Maybe. I don't know. Where the fly goes in his mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what is yeah. that? It's it's not very sanctified video, but <laughs> it what I, it was a very funny video and I remember David Hardy, my childhood best friend, showed me that and it was I remember laugh, I was on the floor. I've never ever <laughs> laughed that hard. It's like I'll I'll laugh at really stupid stuff. I'm still very 
have I have a very um, young heart in that way. Mm. Well, good for you. You know, the, those with the heart of a child will enter the kingdom. There we go. I got that down. Hmm. Check one. I'm in heaven laughing at farts and God's like, <laughs> <laughs> who let him in here? Just get out. Go <laughs> wait over there. <laughs> but um, anyways, so like I mentioned before, before Dalton like rudely interrupted I'm me. Sorry. <laughs> tonight we're going to be talking about habits. Bad habit of mine. Bad habit of yours. Yeah. Interrupting people. I interrupt Whitney all the time. Yeah. I just stopped talking at that point. Yeah. <laughs> And then we all can live in peace for yeah. a little bit. Uh, <laughs> Just kidding. Pieces. Just kidding. Um, but yeah, so we're going to be talking about habits tonight, as I mentioned before. Bad habits, good habits, breaking them, forming them, mm. all of the good stuff in between, how to make sure that you involve God in your habits, um, involve your, your spiritual life and spiritual disciplines in your habits and forming them. Um, so I guess I'll start out with the question asking you guys, like what are some, some bad habits that you've got right now or I've had in the past? Laziness. Laziness. Yeah. Oh, me too. I honestly think that at some point, very few percent of the population like doesn't struggle with that. Yeah. Like at least an area, like you might be really motivated and, some areas, but there's always going to be that area that you'll procrastinate or you'll become lazy in because it's not like a priority yeah. Yeah. to you. So laziness for sure is a huge one. Um, I would say a bad habit would be um, like how I viewed myself mm-hmm. and not like always that I just loathe myself or anything like that. Just like, you know, your insecurities and you see things about yourself that other people don't. And it, you have a tendency to want to improve those things, but you spend so much time focusing on them that they don't really get the improvement. You just kind of nitpick at yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, sometimes it's hard, even still, like even walking with God and like, I've outgrown a lot of insecurities, but there's still things that I have to daily be like, God, come check my heart. Like whatever you want me to be, I'll, I'll, I'll want to be that. Mm. Um, but just enjoying where you are right now, I that's a habit I want to develop mm-hmm. because I'm always thinking about the next thing. Like what could I have done better? And self-reflection is super important. I actually feel like a lot of people don't do that enough, oh, yeah. but there's a point of self-reflection where you're not really enjoying where God has you right now. Mm-hmm. And so I really want to break that habit of always feeling like something could be better because I feel like, sorry to dive in deep right here, guys at the very, very, <laughs> very go. beginning. Yeah, here we Self go. The jump. Yeah, um, but there's there's a worldly thing for the need for perfection. And, like, some people are like, oh, I'm human, but th- that's why they're so down on themselves because they actually have the expectation of perfection, mm-hmm. okay? But then there's the spirit of excellence that's actually healthy, and it's just, like, you enjoy where you're at right now, but you just have the spirit of you want to put your heart in everything that you do. And so that one I feel like is healthy, like the spirit of excellence. But then the spirit of perfection, I feel like that that can be really perverse and just – degrading to yourself yeah so i don't know i like so i struggle with that a lot now but not as much as i used to but i'm almost not willing to call it a habit like for me it was never a habit that was learned it was just i don't know it felt like it was a part of me and like i wasn't getting rid of it um but 
I never would have broken free of that if I hadn't given my life to God. Yeah. I mean, um, so maybe it, maybe it was just a habit. Maybe it wasn't like a mental health issue for me. Um, but either way, God was my answer. Yeah. I don't know where I was going with that. I'm going to say this and I want to pass it off to David, but mine, I don't think was necessarily how I viewed myself. Like when I was young, I remember just being really happy and just loving people and just like, I would hug anybody that I met. And my mom used to be like, you can't just go hug everybody. Like I didn't care. I, I loved who I was like as a kid, but I think it's, I saw my mom and how she saw herself. And hearing her talk about herself in a negative sense, I carried that with me because I cared so much for her. And then people would be like, oh, you're just like your mom. And so then I started to identify with that and how she would talk about herself at home Mm. and how she needed validation and how she needed love from other people. And I picked up things that she was insecure about that I actually never really felt at the beginning. And so I carried that with me into adulthood because people would relate it. And they didn't know that I was hearing those things at home. And my mom, like, she's an amazing mom will give you the shirt off her back, lay down her life for you. But there was just some things that I think that she didn't even know that she was saying like that, that poured into me over time. And I started developing that way of thinking. Mm-hmm. And so I guess the the habit here that we're probably getting down more to the root of, whether it was learned or we just felt like it was part of us, is renewing the way we think. Yeah, absolutely. And so that is a habit of just how we process and how we we – relate or we have a root from then that we need to outgrow or we need to work through or we need to put in what the word says yeah um and i mean god definitely helps us with that there's so many scriptures that um teach us to have a new way of thinking a new attitude about life and stuff um i'm i would say that the habit for me though is something that we've actually brought up on the show before i think in the growth episode it was playing the victim card mm-hmm. um like I still, that still kind of pops up for me every now and then. Um, but that was definitely, I don't know if this is a learned behavior or not, but like, I feel like most of my toxic traits, I grew myself out of like talking to myself about things that were going on in my life and then just deciding that they were the worst things that could ever happen. Yeah. Um, so I think that's where that bad habit of playing the victim card came. Yeah. Like developed. But yeah. Yeah. David, what about you? Um, I think it's interesting that you guys talked about habits that you kind of learned from your childhood, kind mm-hmm. of brought with you. I feel like mine is, I've mentioned it so many times, but I just can't emphasize enough how, like, how bad it was for me. It was procrastination. Like, every year in school it seemed like there would be nothing like I would just say to myself I'm gonna do this like I would get a project at the beginning of the school year and just be like I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and do it and then just not do it until the absolute last minute Mm. and like I remember I mean I may have talked about this before but I saw that TED talk about procrastination and about how there's procrastination and then there's like the panic monster. That's how they described it at the very end that actually lets you get it done. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I guess the guy in that Ted talk was arguing that like procrastination can be a good thing. If you let it like actually motivate you to do things. Um, granted it is like, you shouldn't wait till the last minute, but like that panic monster is what puts you into overdrive and helps yeah. you to get things done. Um, but you know, it just became really real for me once I got to college. 
and once <laughs> an education wasn't free anymore mm. and uh my my dad did not really help me out with college and i think he was trying to teach me that lesson yeah and uh mission accomplished because <laughs> once i um i really kind of like suffered the consequences of procrastination whereas like you know my first year of college um this is something the listeners probably don't know about me but um i i did just graduate here um in August, so I'm really happy about that. Um, so, it's it's a great it's a great moment for me. But there are a lot of reasons why it's a great moment for me. And I, you know, I tell Whitney and Dalton all the time, like, it isn't just a diploma for me. It isn't just a piece of paper or not a diploma. It isn't just a degree. Um, it's not just a piece of paper that says you completed X amount of hours. It's it's a complete encapsulation of personal growth. Because when I started college, my mind was not where it needed to be. Um, you know, part of that was in the relationship that I was in. Another part of that was just me. Like it was the toxic nature of that relationship combined with the other half, which was my just personal nature to procrastinate. Like I had never failed a class, but I had always almost failed a class. I had always like barely scooted by. And then once you add the element of the relationship to that, it completely threw things into the wrong side of the spectrum ended up basically getting on academic probation after my first semester of college. And then after my first full year, I got the email from school basically saying you're suspended. And so I got suspended from college. Uh, I was out first semester and I had to sit out one full semester before I could come back. And during that time was when I learned to appreciate college, to appreciate getting a higher education to appreciate trying to grow, trying to break that bad habit of procrastination in my life. Um, I just went through so much during that little short span of time of the semester. You know, I was back at home. I was living with my parents and I was just really unhappy working where I was working. And I just said, like, I had to face up to him. Like, this is like my fault. This is my fault. I procrastinated. I didn't do what I was supposed to do. They gave me a chance with probation. They said, you can get it right. And I didn't do it. And so this is the consequence. And so I prayed and I prayed and I prayed. And I said, God, like, give me another shot. And he gave me another shot. And so I went back to school. All my grades were either A's or B's. Um, I started getting things right. And then slowly but surely, towards the end of the, the tenure, it was creeping up again procrastination putting things off and again I found that it was the relationship I was in and also the work circumstances I had put myself in I had put I'd made it way too hard for myself because I had experienced success and I thought that I could play off of that so like well mm. oh, I'm, I'm doing well so why not just like add a second job why not just work more hours make some more money and we could, you know, talk about how I didn't trust God during that time. There's a lot of things during that time in my life that was really eye-opening for me. But the main thing was I can't do this anymore. I can't procrastinate anymore. I can't put things off. I have to be I have to be a person of discipline or else I am not going to graduate college. And so, again, I got on academic probation. And 
I had to literally beg my professor at the time to give me a grade that I did not deserve um, to get me through a class that would keep my GPA right where it needed to be to stay in school. That's what happened. And again, there's a sobering moment. Um, apologize to the listeners for this. This is a very long story, but I'm, I'm getting to the end. There's a point, I promise. But uh, so after that experience, I, again, got it together. You know, grades were higher. And I was actually starting to feel the difference of making the change of not, you know, putting things off as much. And then um, made some changes in my life about a year and a half ago. Um, you know, relocated, got out of a bad situation uh, living-wise. And really just um, experienced a lot of um, growth during that time. And that habit that I had of procrastination was starting to melt away. Um, And then, (laughs) right at the end, and again, I felt so good about everything I was doing. I was on a good path. Things were going well. And then the devil just creeped in again. He put it in play right at the end and uh, there was a second there where I didn't think that I was going to graduate and uh, prayed about it and God gave me an opportunity but it took me taking advantage and doing what I was supposed to do on a, in, a ta- in a timely manner mm-hmm. to accomplish that goal and so when I see that degree I see that I see the journey from start to finish of that. And it was so difficult. And there were so many times where I didn't think that I was going to be able to do it because I couldn't have done it alone. I, I always recognized that God was behind that 100%, 110%. Um, and I'm very thankful for that. So my habit after all that was procrastination. And um, I feel like now I've developed a lot of like, better habits to replace the, the bad habits, which kind of ropes me around to my next question for you guys, which is, are there any good habits that came out of maybe revising your bad habits? Or do you guys have any good habits that you want to share that, um, that helped you kind of get out of the place you were in with the bad ones? Um, I will say that when I first gave my life back to God, um, I started journaling a whole lot. Oh, yeah? Um, and I specifically did that to keep track of my mental health. Sure. Um, because, you know, back before I gave my life to God, I was struggling with suicidal thoughts almost, no, not almost daily. I was dealing with it daily. Right. Um, and when I gave my life back to God and he pulled me out of, the situation I was in, I noticed that it had died down a whole lot and I knew that was from him. Mm -hmm. Um, but I really wanted to see the progress that was being made there. And so I started journaling and I would, I would journal every single day. I wouldn't be very descriptive unless it was one of those days. Right. Um, where it came up and I noticed that each day or I noticed that as time went on, it would become so much more, so much more, far and few between that would happen mm. those days um 
And so that was especially really good for me, um, a good habit of mine to journal every day because one, it was really helpful to see that progress. Two, it was also it caused me to self reflect a mm-hmm. lot because I would notice like on the like I would be kind of descriptive like I would just I would just it was like a diary like I would just put in what I did that day Twitter update. <laughs> um, but it was it it caused me to be self reflective because. I realized that there were a lot of days that I just wasn't really doing a whole lot with my life. Yeah. Um, uh, but it also helped me, you know, decide what my goals were, mm-hmm. what I wanted to do for God. Yeah. Um, it kept kind of kept me on track because yeah. it made me um, hold myself accountable. Yeah. Accountable because I would hate going back and reading and being like, "Wow, I, yeah. I haven't done anything with my life in the past two months." you think it's easier to form new habits or easier to break old habits? Um, I would say it's definitely easier to form new habits. Really? Yes. Because there are habits that you make that you don't even realize you're making. That's fair. Um, especially if it's a bad habit. Yeah. <laughs> um, but breaking habits, oh my goodness, it takes a lot of mental effort to break a habit because yeah. one – when you're trying to break a habit, you first of all you have to realize that it's a habit that you need to break. Mm-hmm. You that takes humility, yeah. Which not a lot of people want to be humble with themselves, right? Um, but then it also takes the mental effort to break it. Um, and then I mean you have relapses. Like okay, bad habit I had was smoking, and when I've had too much to drink. It's really hard not to smoke. Um, and so I have to rely on friends to hold me accountable. Thanks, David. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Sometimes um, that's hard. <laughs> but, I mean, like, whenever I'm around family that smokes, I'm like, I I know I don't want that cigarette. Yeah. Because I know how it makes me feel. Yeah. Afterwards. But yet, I still want the cigarette. Sure. Um, so it, it's hard to break habits but it's harder to form new ones in place of those bad yeah. ones. Yeah. yeah. I think it also has to do with the fact that whenever you have, like you said, you have to recognize that there is a habit in place. Mm-hmm. And actually pastor Bill was talking about habits a little bit today at church, which is really ironic because also some podcasts I've been just navigating towards. I usually listen to like leadership podcasts and how to love people, but it has to do a lot with habits and it's just been coming up a lot lately. But anyway, just he was like, when you go to take a shower, you don't have to sit there and look at your rag or your loofah or your whatever you wash with and think, oh, what am I going to do with this today? He's like, you probably have a system that you don't even think about in how in what order you wash or you get ready mm. or where you park when you go to work or where you sit when you go to the same place that you've been before. And habits, a lot of times are something, they're habits, you don't think about them. Yeah. Like when you drive and you've been to the same place coming home, sometimes you go into autopilot mode. Mm-hmm. You don't even have to think about it. And so yeah. forming new habits can be hard at first, but definitely unlearning something that is already you have allowed to be instilled within you is definitely harder. Harder. For sure. Um, I do want to share a quote with some of our listeners. It's from James Clear, part of the podcast. I have not read the book yet, but I plan on it. 
but it's from his book called Atomic Habits, and it says, Every action you take is a vote for the type of person you wish to become. No single instance will transform your beliefs, but as the vote builds up, so does the evidence of your new identity. And so just like your daily decisions and your daily disciplines that you're like, oh, well, no one's going to see this. It doesn't really matter. Those decisions actually matter more than the decisions other people really see you make because that's who you really are. And so he, he kind of explains or they explain on this podcast about how every time you make small decisions like that, you're voting for the type of person you want to be. Mm. And that really hit home for me. And I'm like, okay, I don't want coffee. I don't want coffee. Oh, no. <laughs> I know. That's a, really, that's a really lame one. But, like, people that drink coffee every day and have the codependency, it's a real thing, too. So yours was smoking. Mine was I felt like I wasn't going to have good customer service. I wasn't going to be bubbly and really like, oh, hey, guys. You felt like you were going to vomit. I, I didn't feel like I was going to vomit. You did. There were many times that I feel oh, like. Oh, wait. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I did have coffee too much one time, and I got a really bad migraine when I did not have it. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I felt sick. But um, let's see. Another thing that they had said in regards to his book was you don't rise to the level of your goals. You fall to the, the standard of your systems. Something in that nature, like the systems that you have is what you fall to. It's not just you're going to rise to your goals. What systems do you have in place to achieve those goals? Mm. And I was like, oh, shoot. Um, so I just want to share with you guys some habits that I'm trying to create. We do 21 days of prayer in January at church, and we do 21 days of prayer in August at church because sometimes, like I've heard it a lot, it takes 21 days to form a new habit. Yeah. Yeah. And so I have David actually as my accountability partner. I have been going to the gym before prayer yeah. prayers from six to seven and i don't mean that in a like oh look Reflex. at me kind of yeah. way i mean i wake up and i'm tired but i i want to go to prayer and i want to be awake and i want to be energized and i want to push my body i want to train my body i just don't want to exercise i want to train mm -hmm. to be disciplined and to overrule how i feel in a moment yeah and so this is helping with that more so than even just getting fit yeah. It's overpowering the way that my body's telling me I'm, I'm feeling. Yeah. So I can make more conscious decisions to go by what I say I'm going to do, not how I feel in the moment. Yeah. That mental, like, it, it, it really trains you mentally. Like, when you, when you start getting physically active, you'll notice that your, like, emotional well-being is improved as well. I can be um, exercising and I'll feel all kinds of emotions while I'm running. Like I'll feel happy, mad, sad, like I want to cry for no reason. And after I exert all my energy and I'm tired and then I go to prayer, I'm not emotional. Hmm. It's really weird. Like I can think logically because all of my whining came out when I wanted to quit running the mile <laughs> and I did it. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. And so that's, I don't know, that's just really funny to me. But yeah. um, I, I want that habit to continue. I can't promise you guys I'm going to get up at 4.30 every morning. <laughs> but I, I do want to continue daily disciplines of not needing a certain food or coffee or drink every day. Yeah. I want to develop daily habits that are going to benefit me and my health. Yeah. Because, you know, I plan on doing ministry for a long time. Mm -hmm. And so that needs to start early. Um, and yeah. just also, like, waking up and, and praying immediately. And I feel like before... I was more encouraged to hit the snooze button and not that I didn't pray, but I like putting God at the beginning of my day and at the middle of my day and at the end of my day and 
21 days of prayer, so get your focus and your mind on God. If you've allowed yourself to be distracted or just, like you guys said, procrastinating, it's really easy to say, oh, I'll do that later. But then you spend hours watching TV. And so, like, fasting and turning off the TV. I had nothing to do today, though. I didn't even know you did that today. (laughs) For all the listeners, I just gave Dalton a monster look when she mentioned watching TV. um, I probably watched three two-hour movies today. Yeah. See, all space movies i love i love tv too and i i struggle to want to sit and read but another habit that i'm trying to form is instead of on my lunch break some of my coworkers straight up just watch netflix on theirs oh my goodness i'm, I'm not kidding yes i i used to have, i'm sorry i didn't mean to jump in on that but like i used to have a really bad habit of watching youtube videos like one would lead to another like i hated my recommended section because it would be just be so good <laughs> i'm like that was me this morning <laughs> I watched so much YouTube. Literally, I ever got you will sit there on YouTube for hours. Like I've like, my body has like cramped up from like laying in bed watching YouTube. I woke up at oh my gosh, eight thirty, and I watched YouTube. Literally, just one channel, no live shack, like reacting to songs. And I watched that because like he usually does hip-hop yeah but he started reaching out to like metal and his reactions were just hilarious yeah i watched that until 11 bro for two and a half that's why you slept till one today yeah good morning like i missed church and everything it was a very bad thing wow how dare you well like i i enjoy watching tv a lot like i do and like culturally that's what we're used to that's what's been around us when our parents didn't want to have to entertain us you turn on tv it entertains you like we're very technology driven but something i'm trying to have myself do and i'm still working on it but before i can watch tv i have to read a chapter of a book or i have to read for 10 minutes or i have to watch a sermon even if it's i look up a 15 minute sermon so on my lunch break i try to either watch a sermon Mm -hmm. read a book read my bible or pray or worship for at least half of it or part of it. And I try to do it first because I know if I put it at the tail end, I'll get really into what I'm doing because it's more natural and just what Mm -hmm. I've seen more of. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, okay, if you want to watch TV, you're only allowed to watch one movie. Tonight you're not going to watch TV for two, three, four hours and then make excuses as to why you don't get anything done during your week or you don't have time for people. Yeah. You know, and so I I really want to get better at that all the time not just sometimes of you have to read right or you have to do something productive before you're allowed to just yeah yeah that that's really good and it kind of again segues really well into my next question which is how do you maintain good habits because you know you talked about you know us going to the gym and stuff and um, having an accountability partner I believe is very very important but I also think that it's important to learn how to sustain those habits independently Um, that doesn't mean that your accountability partner can't check on you and can't monitor your progress but you know right now you we come to the gym because we want obviously the benefits of that but there's a part of it for you at least like you don't want to keep me waiting right like you you don't want me to like that makes you want to come because you don't want me waiting there for you and you not show up and see, I want to eliminate that. And I think it's important that you do it in like despite that, first of all. Yeah. But if you eliminate that, are you still going to be as willing to go? That's the test, right? And so maintaining habits. 
for all our listeners, how, how do you maintain your habits? Um, for me, um, I'll just start out with the fitness example. Like I always make sure that um, at first it was fighting through the not wanting to. Um, and we had talked about three weeks to break a habit. Um, just pushing through that initial I don't want to. And um, once you do that and yield the rewards, it's easier to continue because you become that like tasting that reward becomes the habit. Like you want to feel that way again. Um, and, um, I was that way with food too. (laughs) Like, like eating like sweets. Like I was, I had a problem with chocolate for a while and like Cokes and sodas and stuff. And like, I would just feel disgusting afterwards, you know? And then one day I try like one week I tried just doing like, water during the weekdays and then sodas on the weekends Mm -hmm. and I found that that really helped me because it sucked at first but then I started yielding the benefits of just like having more energy not being as tired in the mid middle of the day and that was important for me another thing I think is important like making sure if you have something that you have to do this is how I handled my procrastination habit if I had something that I had to get done split it up into little pieces and make sure you reward yourself with something after you complete that little segment of what you have to do. So like, for instance, if you have a paper to knock out, you type two pages, then you go down, you hang out in the kitchen for an hour, you whatever, make, make some chips and salsa or whatever. And after that 30 minute period is up, you come up, knock out two more pages and always putting the work before the play instead of the play before the work yeah really helps so um really try and like incorporate the reward system in there somehow and break it up into little pieces whatever your goals are if you if you want to get if you want to lose 15 pounds don't just try and go in there and do it in three weeks you know like yeah make your goal three pounds for the first two two weeks hashtag whitney Hashtag congratulations. Praise God. Thank <laughs> um, you. You know, make it five pounds for the, for the first month. You know, like make make realistic goals and then achieve it l- a little bit at a time. Um, same thing with habits, you know, some things with forming habits. So what, what would you say, Dalton? This is a good way to maintain habits, good habits. I'm just going to be really honest with you guys. I don't have anything to say. <laughs> because, <laughs> well, let me. Because I just, I haven't done well with that i think bro i think you've definitely done well with that when it comes to your spiritual life you do real good about like reading and real good about prayer and real good about i speak a good game but no (laughs) but no like okay the first like solid two years yeah i think i did pretty well with journaling reading um but here lately i've been lazy about it especially with coronavirus and, and stuff i haven't been able to go to church as much and so that's really affected my spiritual life yeah um so what are what are ways you think you can like get back on track i guess is the, the new question uh, that's the i really just don't know like i mean yeah i have ideas on what i could do but it's just like i don't think i'll do them well, see, like, right there, you're already defeating yourself mentally. Don't feel bad. He tells me that when I, I have to run a mile. He's like, 
don't defeat yourself. You've only gotten a quarter of a mile in. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, because that's, that's half the battle is the mental part. You know, like I didn't think I was going to graduate. I didn't think half the things that have happened to me in the past two years have happened. I mean, you, you've had those experiences, but like, you know, like you, you don't know what you're capable of, man. Like there's a lot that you can do. It's just like, do you, are you, is it more that you don't think you're capable of it or that you don't think that you have the, uh, I don't have the discipline to the maintain discipline to maintain it. Yeah. Let me, let me like, say this and throw this in there. You have to have more than one reason why. Right. And that was also something else that they had said about habits. And that's why I've quit a lot of things. There's some things that I'll start and I feel you like I'll start it, but I don't stick with it. And that's something that I really want to change this year because there's times I'll go through seasons where I definitely am in the word more. Or I pray more and it's not even a question and it's so easy and natural to me. And there's sometimes I literally have to sit there and think about what I'm even going to say to God. And it shouldn't even be that hard. It's actually very simple and just, it's, it's hard for me to stick with something when I don't have more than one reason why. I mean, one habit that I think I've gotten that I've been able to develop a good habit has been anytime that I feel convicted to pray, I pray. I don't just push it down. Right. I don't suppress that feeling. Yeah. I sit there and I pray, even if it's like a, like a, a three sentence prayer that I feel like is just child's play. Mm-hmm. Um, I still pray it. But that's the only like good habit that I think I've developed here lately. Um, any other habit, it's like I always have excuses, and I know they are excuses. Um, but like here recently, I've been essentially broke for the past three weeks because my my pay has just been off the wall. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've made excuses that I just can't really do anything that I want to do good for myself because I haven't had the money to do it, to do what I want to do. Yeah. Um, and so like, that's been an, ex- an excuse and that's been on my mind a lot here lately. Um, well, to be fair in those, a lot, some of those instances, the place you were working kind of gypped you on some of that. I mean, yeah. And then, and then some unexpected stuff happened this past week. Yeah. Some so, and so like my, my finances have not been very dependable. Right. But at the same time, I really think that's my fault because how long ago did we talk about obedience? Right. With, with finances, maybe like an episode or two ago. So about two, three weeks, I haven't tithed once. Well, and and that's not because I didn't have the money. (laughs) Right. So, and so I, I think that is my own doing spiritually. Right. So, if you were to form a plan of action, what would that look like? Let's say with your finances. What's the plan of action? You don't have to detail it out, obviously, but like just something general you could start with that's attainable. Two things would be to tithe. Okay. To actually make my offering. Okay. Um, and then to not just blow my money on food. Okay. So, you, you mentioned you're going to go to the store tomorrow. So the first step I'd say would be to like get meals to cook here. And then the next step is food prep. Just go ahead and prep some food for lunch and dinner or whatever. I usually prep for three days maybe. Um, and then that'll save the food part and just believe that you have the discipline to keep that going and I'll help you like with that because I need to 
food prep too. <laughs> I don't know so, what I'm going to eat for lunch tomorrow. I wish you didn't say that. Yeah. I'm kind of glad you did. Um, but, and then the next thing is tithing you had said. So, um, so, I mean, I can, just, I can tithe the first thing after once I get my check. Right. Because right now we're not doing it in church anyway. We're doing it online. Right. Um, and so I have no excuse not to just go ahead and, you know, make my offering online. Yeah. Um, that's a, that, I think that's one thing that I really do need is an accountability partner. Yeah. And not one that's like just checking in, but somebody who's my, all throughout my life, self-discipline has been non-existent. Right. Um, and I've like, with the exception of you, I've never had anybody hold me dis like hold me accountable to something. Sure. Um, throughout school and stuff, mom was like, Oh, you're just so busy. It's fine that you got to see yeah. <laughs> in this class. Right. Stuff like that. She always made excuses for me. And I think that's where I got that, ha- that habit. Right. Uh, of making excuses and stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, like again, I would just say it all starts with your mentality. It starts with, just what's up here in thinking, knowing that it's possible for you to do it. I think that it comes to the point, and you've said it before on a previous episode, probably, man, we're just referencing the growth episode, but you have to come to the point where you're tired of feeling the way that you're feeling. Yeah. And for me personally, and I feel like Dalton, honestly, we relate more than you, you know, on this. I just don't always tell you guys, or I've already overcome maybe what we're talking about, but it took me a long time. Yeah. But, you have to be tired of the way that it makes you feel. And yeah, I've had a lot of motivations to want to do something, but it wasn't until I came face to face with myself and I was sick and tired of feeling the way that I did that I'm like, you know what? I don't want to feel this way. And it's only going to change if I change it. And if I change the way that I think about it. Yeah. And so I had to start even whenever now, when we wake up and go to the gym and he's talking about maintaining it, that makes me nervous. And it's not because I need him. I mean, he's an awesome friend. Both of you are great support you guys are some of the best friends I've ever had but I do get nervous when it talks about maintaining something because there are times I wake up and I'll make excuses or I'm tired or I want to hit the snooze button or I've overexerted myself and I wasn't disciplined the day before to wake up and and feel empowered to have the energy to go and so the the motive also that I'm looking at is I'm tired of feeling the way that I do and I feel like I prioritize my time with God better when I wake up and do something energizing. Then when I go to pray, I'm not trying to fall asleep. I'm very awake. And so it actually helps me be more assertive and be more awake when I go into prayer. And I'm tired of feeling lazy with my relationship with God. But I'm also thankful for where I'm at with it too. Like I'm trying to get to that place. But... You'll, I mean, you'll just come to the point, and I think you are feeling it. I think you're feeling yeah. it now of just like, you know exactly who you want to be. And I just, I want to leave you with like this verse and some of our listeners too. Like, don't get discouraged and don't feel bad if you know that you're still going to make an excuse. Know about it, pray about it. But the thing is, is like, God doesn't call the equipped. He doesn't call you because you already have it together and you already are disciplined and you're already all of these things. He equips the people that he calls and if you know that he's called you he's going to walk you through those steps he doesn't expect you to get it all overnight and I think a lot of people put that load on themselves of all the things that they want to do and they want to be 
and they get discouraged and quit quickly because they can't do it overnight. And I think we're going to have to start getting comfortable with the fact that anything that we want is uphill and it's going to take intentional effort. Yeah. And I actually wrote a song about this and the title just kind of like encapsulates this episode. Um, the, The title of it was, it ain't worth the sweat if it's easy to get. My voice cracked on that, but it ain't worth the sweat if it's easy to get. So, and it ain't worth the sweat if it's easy to get. That's what it was called. But like anything that's worth having is like hard to obtain, but super rewarding when you do attain it. Well, I, and, and, and some other things that I would like to encourage you guys with is just do one thing at a time. You're human. Don't use that as an excuse to opt out of doing something, but recognize that and take one thing at a time. So first, instead of worrying about all these things that you're not, you need to focus on one thing you want to do. Right. And if that's tithing, then you just focus on as soon as you get paid before you're allowed to even purchase your first meal. And I had to to learn this. Before I pay rent, before I pay myself, before I pay any bill, I don't care if my phone gets cut off. The first thing I do, as soon as I wake up, I check my bank account and I transfer money for ties. And I, like I I'm, said before, I'm not trying to say that to be like, oh, look at me, because I've already admitted to you guys, there's still things that I'm like, wait, you could do better. But I'm trying to grow into the person that is disciplined and has endurance because I want to pour into people and help them to be disciplined and have endurance because I don't want to be the person that God calls in. I'm like making excuses. I want to be the person that he calls and I'll, I'll be disciplined enough in my spirit to go and yeah. leave everything that I think that I want, but know that he's called me. And so if tithing is that for you, as soon as you wake up before you're allowed to buy anything, you have to tithe and make that a requirement. Go ahead and do it immediately because it's not losing something, it's investing. Yeah. When we give to God, and it talks about that with the parable of the talents, and you may have brought that up, but he gave each person a talent and all of them but one multiplied what he gave them and they got even more because they multiplied what God gave them. Mm-hmm. They sowed with it. And the person that held on to it and hid it, he was like, you, you're an unfaithful servant. He was like, you know that I would multiply that and you just like hid it away. And so yeah. really it's not keeping anything from us to tithe. It's actually keeping stuff from us. You know, and so like, and I don't say that to come down on you at all. I had to. Yeah, we're not trying to beat you up. Oh, no, no, I'm no. sorry. Like if it seemed that no, way. No, no. It's just, <laughs> I'm trying to work through it. So. But just yeah. do one thing at a time. Like if you're not journaling right now, like there's a, a specific season and a time for everything. And Ecclesiastes has literally been beating me over the head lately. It's kind of awesomely annoying. It's like it's fruitful for my life because there's an appointed time. But it's also annoying because I want everything done yesterday. <laughs> and so just do one thing at a time. And so if that's what you feel the most convicted about, let that conviction work in you. Go with that. And then after you know that you've created that discipline and it's joyful when you do it, then go on to the next thing. Be like, man, I'm going to take 10 minutes before I'm allowed to eat. Because if you do it before something you really want, it'll make you do it. Well, that's going to be tough. I don't think I could do that. If, if I woke I mean. up and I'm like, I'm not allowed to even have a drink of water to brush. <laughs> and I, I have to brush my teeth as soon as I wake up. Like, your girl's teeth going to be clean. Yeah. Can't yeah, do that, that morning. Yeah, that Colgate smile. I do whiten. But, uh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sorry, I just had to pick it in. But. <laughs> that snap, though. Uh, I do whiten. Yeah, dude. 
Nah. No. I was drinking too much coffee. You can't not when you drink a lot That's of coffee. True. It's Very real. True. But I'll be like, okay, I wake up really thirsty and want water immediately. Mm-hmm. I'm not allowed to go drink water. This is just me. It doesn't have to be you guys until I tithe or read a verse, even if it's a verse. That's good. And that comes back to what I was saying about putting work before play, you know, like putting the the work before the reward. And then that makes the reward all that much better when you when you get it even if it's something as simple as like a drink of water or eating sweets or whatever it is sweets was a hard one yeah. i'm just letting y'all know that's a tough one eating is tough man it if, really is. if you tell me that i have to run five miles before i can have coffee i'm not gonna do it right now yeah. so don't even try that tomorrow morning but as an example <laughs> man she read my mind as an example y'all shoot y'all be taking me to the hospital if you told me i was running five miles i'd be like uh, well, i'll come and- I mean, i'm honestly curious how many miles i run a day now probably Runner. a lot probably more than you drive honestly probably if you guys didn't know dalton um just started at fedex and he'd be dropping off tons and tons of packages so if y'all are ordering online just know that he might be the guy bringing it to you yeah he's got you live in nolensville yeah and he might try to befriend your dog as well so oh yeah i've met some pretty great dogs yeah this is a little more i don't know how to describe it but i want to ask you guys what about the way that you view yourself? Because I think sometimes our actions aren't that we don't want to do them or that we can't create the habit. I think it has more to do with how we see ourselves I mean, than David, just the task being hard. I mean, David definitely hits it on the head with me. Um, it's like I, I defeat myself before anything because, okay, with the finances, like we'll just lead with that example. There are times that I'm like so motivated to spend my money the right way, to save my money, uh, to spend it on things that are investments that will make me more money in the future. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do that. But then I'm reminded that I'm in debt right now. And it's debt that I've been in for the past six years. And I've like, I just feel like I'm never going to get out of it. And so. I lead with that thought right there. I'm never going to get out of it. So what's the point? Mm-hmm. And there and right there, I've defeated myself, like you said. Um, but that, like, that is the altercation that goes on in my mind every time I get motivated, pretty much for anything. It's like I'm already starting below bottom. What's the point in starting? Yeah. And so that's kind of how I view myself, a lot. Yeah. It's really it's really hard to, to break that. Um, now, I broke through that a lot um, when I was in biblical counseling. That be, but that was because I had the accountability. Yeah. And then with coronavirus, I lost that account- accountability because it went to video chats. And yeah, okay church online it's great but it's not the same wasn't it yeah it's not the same as being in person being around other believers and it's not the same having video chat for small group or for biblical counseling right it just was not the same it felt more like we're doing this out of convenience yeah it wasn't okay i have to go here even though it's inconvenient 
I have to be vulnerable with this person. And then I have to listen to them either rebuke me with encouragement, like rebuke and encourage, or encourage me for the things that I've done great. Um, it just, it lost that sense yeah. for me. And so eventually I was just like, yeah, I think I'm good. And he's like, okay, just check in when you need to. I haven't checked in once. <laughs> yeah. um, and like that season of my life, that's probably when I was doing really good too. Um, with like with habits and stuff, I was in the word almost every single day. Yeah. And it wasn't, it didn't feel burdensome or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but since then, since then, my self-discipline has gone down. And I've gone back into that mental state of I'm already starting below bottom. Why start? What was the a quote I heard and it just really hit home. It was, I'd rather aim high and miss than aim low and hit. And still aiming at it because you play like you practice. This, this part's not part of that quote, but our worship leader, Chandra, she said that to us so many times. She's like, you, you play like you practice. And so practicing, aiming for something higher is going to eventually get you to where you hit that goal. And it goes back to the, you know, you're not going to hit the level of your goals. You're going to fall to the level of your systems. Mm-hmm. And so if your system is to aim low, you're going to always hit low. If your system enables you to aim high, then you might not hit the high mark, but you're above the low one. Yeah. And it's, it's not about always doing 110% your best, but doing better than you did the last time. Yeah. And that's a good way to look at it. I think that's so important. Another thing that Chanted really spoke important to um, our, our group and our, our worship was just like, you, when you climb a ladder, you can't skip a step and that be safe for you. And so many people want to skip the steps, but it, you have to take individual steps before you get to the top of the ladder. Yeah. Yeah, and um, I I just think that that's so important, and I even see that right now in the season that I'm in with God about, you know, patient endurance and just I want to skip so many steps, but that's not going to get me anywhere because mm. there's something to learn on each step. Yeah. And it's it's vital that we we appreciate exactly where we are and what we're trying to learn and don't devalue the – the trial or the test or the position that we're currently in because it serves purpose and you live life forward but you understand it backwards and I think that as we progress and as we move forward and we continue on and really ask God to reveal to us Lord what do you have for me right now no I'm not doing perfect but what are you showing me right now what do you you need me to work on just convict me help me grow me mold me I'm the clay, you're the potter. What would you have me do? I'm thankful right now, even if it's not where I want to be, because the process is so important. And just asking him that, um, I think that that's really going to help. I think it's really going to push you, and it's it's going to give you what you need for the next step. Well, guys, um, you know, for the listeners, I'd, I'd really, you know, if you guys have any, anything you'd want to encourage Dalton with or any of us I mean it's not just Dalton struggling with this I struggle with this every single day Whitney does we talked about that um, so if you guys have anything that you want to say to kind of encourage him or to help him or uh, all three of us just shoot us a DM or 
Um, yeah, and uh, let us know if we can share it publicly too, because I'm sure other listeners will benefit from it. Of course. Um, so we might, you know, put it in like a quote post or whatever you call it on our Instagram. Yeah, yeah, just put in the message if it's confidential or if we're able to share it. And just like we we told you guys before, like we're learning and we're growing with you. And just as if we've ever encouraged or if we've ever poured into you, we would love that same thing from you guys. Mm-hmm. And when we share things like this, it's not that we just don't like ourselves or we're not trying or anything like that. So I hope that none of this ever comes off like, you know, super negative to you guys. But we want to be vulnerable with you because we want you to know that people are human and it happens to everybody. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? But we want to grow with you through this. We want to enable you to get to the next step, maybe something we've already overcome or allow you to see us walk through it. So if you get to that point, you know, maybe it'll uplift you. Yeah. Um, so if you guys have any prayer requests, if you have a habit that you're trying to break that you want us to pray over for you, or um, if th- this helped at all, just send us a message. Let us know. Right. Like we, we love to be here for you guys. Like doing this is a privilege and it's so much fun to do every week. Right. And so yeah. we just really appreciate you guys even like clicking on the link and we're excited for our episodes to come and just yeah, like, thank you guys. Yeah. I, th- um, I think the Lord is, has blessed me with the means to be able to afford this equipment and to continue to prosper the podcast. And, um, hopefully we can, we can get you guys a video link up soon and start, you know, letting you guys actually see us and interact with us. Um, but today we, we outlined some things about, about habits and uh, forming and, and how to break bad ones and maintaining. Um, I hope that it was edifying for you guys. It definitely was for me. Uh, but if nobody has anything else, I guess we'll just uh, close it out. Yeah, I'll pray us out. Pray us out. Heavenly Father, thank you for this time that we were able to gather together. Uh, thank you for this time of fellowship. Uh, thank you for the accountability that we have in our friendships. Father, if uh, if we have listeners who feel like they're just in a time of solitude uh, where they don't feel like they've had much community around them, I pray that you bless them with that, Father. Um, we're not meant to go through things alone. We're meant to go through things with you and with other believers. Uh, that's why we have the church. That's why you gave us the church, Father, um, to be held accountable and to be encouraged. Uh, Father, I thank you for all those many blessings and I thank you for all the blessings that you give us in our lives that we don't even see um, whether it's good weather on a day that we otherwise would have just held in a a lesser view Father uh, Father I thank you for uh, this podcast uh, the house that we've been able to glorify you in and glorify you with and I thank you for our listeners that you've blessed us with Father um I ask that what we do and say on this podcast edifies both us and our listeners uh, and brings people to you, Father, closer to you um, or creates a relationship with you that you've been longing for with them. Uh, Father, I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you guys for joining us. We'll see you next week.